Welcome back, everyone. It is the weekend recap. We are Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. Joining us today, we've got return guests. That's right. We've got Optimus Fields, co-host of Bitcoin Kindergarten and our our Twitter chaos lord. Optimist, what is up? I see you got your new background going. I like it. Yeah. Shout shouts out to Bitco. We are we're in this. Yeah. What's up guys? Hello. I'm back. You're stuck with me every Sunday. That's right. All right. Nico, we're diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes like the Noddle Dojo. It's in red. That means it's faster. Made of metal. Very high quality. Remember, guys, you want to be running your own version of Bitcoin Core and the Lightning Network because if you're not running your own version of Bitcoin Core, you're trusting someone else's node. And that's very bad for privacy. Get yourself a Bitcoin node like the noddle today at the time of this recording the block height is 738,477 the bitcoin price 29,130 chain rewrite day 759 total public lightning capacity 3,899.46 moscow time 3433 blocks to the happening 101,523 and the samurai whirlpool unspent capacity samurai whirlpool is a coin joiner collaborative spend it is not a mixing service and the unspent capacity for that pool is 4782.82 BTC again um so optimist like I told Nico last time I had to hit refresh before I did this because the numbers are the exact same Optimus, today you are doing the numbers conversation. So what do you got for us, my friend? All right, guys, I am back. And yes, Phil, Bitcoin is the new stable coin. Who would have thunk it? All right, guys, so here, let me share this screen with you guys. Hopefully this is the right one. All right, guys, so I dropped this tweet today. It didn't get any love, but that's besides the point. And <laughs> it goes, all you need to do to stay up to date on Bitcoin is to check when the last block came in. The rest of it is window dressing. And I fully stand behind this. And as well would add what Nico and Phil tell you guys all the time, that just check the block height and the hash rate, and you will see what's going on with the Bitcoin network. So I was checking this before, and and literally would have been on point but look at this block time we are at three and a half hours since the last block so is my narrative failing no i would say it is not guys this is just part of the network sometimes you get these really long block times but as you can see a little lower the last uh, 2016 blocks have been roughly around 10 minutes and 21 seconds this block time difficulty epoch is under 10 minutes and we have a you know estimated difficulty change of around 2% in 1400 blocks so guys again just watch the blocks coming in but this show is window dressing so I am gonna give you guys some uh, some pleb tea leaf reading and I saw this chart by BTC charts and I think it illustrates exactly what we've been telling you guys for a while that you don't need to check all-time highs check all-time lows so first and foremost guys this is showing you the historical Bitcoin price with the four-year moving average and the two-year moving average so what does this mean 
to you as a pleb out there. It means that on the four year moving average, right now it's 21K ish. It doesn't really break any lower than that, guys. That's the floor. So if you are looking for some bullish signal, it's above the all time high. That's neither here nor there, guys. What we're looking at right now is the price moving under the two year moving average. And you know the saying, history doesn't repeat, it rhymes. So I'm not telling you that we are going to be in prolonged bull market territory, but I'm here to tell you guys, and this is sad for me to say, but we are in bear market territory, guys. Now, who knows how long this is going to go? We don't have much data to make our educated guess from, but it could be a year, it could be six months, it could be a short amount of time. All I'm saying is prepare accordingly, guys. This is bear market territory, and this is where you build. As we've been saying, bear markets are where you build. So continue to build but guys if you're new to bitcoin welcome welcome to bitcoin this is where you get initiated and like weinicus says some people call it buying tops i call it buying historical timestamps. so guys <laughs> this is bullish bullish stuff for you plebs out there what does this mean for you it means you're getting prime opportunity to stack bitcoin you're getting build in the time when you need to build in the bear market so guys Put your head on, keep your horse blinders on, stay humble, stack sets. We are winning, guys. This is what winning looks like. Anyways, Nico, Phil, what are your thoughts? Okay. Oh, all right. oh, Phil, oh, okay. go ahead. You hit it first. So, all right, cool. Thank you. So, liked and retweeted, by the way, while you were explaining that. So, just putting that out there. Now, the other piece to this is, um, is this, right? Okay. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Go ahead, Nico. I forgot. Okay, uh, <laughs> remember while you're talking. I'm sorry. Yeah. So a couple things. So first, uh, let's talk about the 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 200 day moving uh, moving average. Yes. Uh, to be specific, historically has never gone down that bottom line. That bottom line right now is around twenty twenty thousand twenty one thousand dollars. That is true. However, right, um, Bitcoin has only been around during a moment in history of QE. Um, the entire time, really, the Fed has continued to print money, which have sent um, assets through the roof, whether that's homes, whether that's housing, whether that's the stock market. So now that the, the, the Fed is attempting to reverse course, right, uh, you know, selling, uh, selling assets off their balance sheet, uh, you know, slowing down the printing of money, um, I, I think we're we're heading into uncharted territory. So I think that that average is based on on previous thing. So that's the first thing. Uh, but let's see what happens. But I think that what you said, Optimus, in the sense that like, look, bear markets, wherever you're at, it, bear market just presents an opportunity for you to just stack steep, uh, cheaper sats, right? That's the whole point. This is where you build your friendships in Bitcoin because all the grifters they happen to disappear. They happen to, you'll never see them again, right? Because all, you know, the, the euphoria is gone. All the excitement is gone. So, you know, there are benefits, right? You get cheaper sats, right? And this is where you build your conviction. This is where you ask yourself, why are you in this? Are you in this to get rich? Because everyone gets into Bitcoin because they think that they get rich. Are you in this for the revolution? Do you want to separate money from state and all the benefits of separating money from state? Um, and then one last thing, Optimus, because I've made that mistake myself. 
Um, the Clark Moody dashboard, um, that little widget that it says when was the last block time, that thing's like broken as hell. Um, <laughs> I just checked mempool. The last block came in seven minutes ago. However, um, Optimus is right. Sometimes blocks could take up to an hour to come in. And that's just the variance, right? But if you average it out over time, right, the network always wants to stay at 10 minutes and it will adjust its difficulty uh, depending on the exact situation. Like, for example, during the the China ban, right, we had that huge hash rate drop. We had the largest difficulty adjustment in, in Bitcoin's history. It was like 27.9% to create that incentive so that more and more people could plug in their, their old miners to, you know, get the hash rate back up so that the network time, that every, every time a block is found is roughly around 10 minutes. Anyways, uh, Phil, what are your thoughts? Yes. All right. I actually remembered what I wanted to say. So look, when we're looking at these Bitcoin prices, right, and we, you see that floor that uh, Optimus just showed, it's really interesting about, about uh, the human brain. When the price is going up, okay, it feels good to hold Bitcoin and buy more. I, I know people like, look, when we were sitting at 69K, I bought some 69K BTC. I bought some 60K BTC, 65K BTC. Like it, it just, you know, as it's going up, it just psychologically, it feels good. But when Bitcoin is dropping, Okay, it becomes really difficult to rationalize buying it because you're watching the chart and you say to yourself, this thing is going lower, I shouldn't buy it. But in fact, that's what people have to retrain their brain to do. And that's actually exactly what I did during the last bear market was that every time I would see a drop, I was excited. And now I get to the point where, of course, you know, I, I get very excited when I see big drops because I'm like, all right, I'm getting a great stacking opportunity. And I, I find that that really helps. And seeing that chart, look, I, I hate I hate that kind of hopium, right, where we say, all right, it shouldn't, you know, it's not going to go any lower than this point. Yes, of course. Indeed, historically, we see that that has been true. Um, but I just want people to, you know. Uh, to, to just make sure that they understand that that's it's not written in stone, right? Like it doesn't mean that it can't happen. It just means that there's a very unlikely, it's very unlikely that it happens that it goes below that twenty eight, uh, that twenty one three level. Yeah, it's true. It's, like it, it, it's it, it's 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 something that you should definitely you know perhaps use that a little bit into your into your thinking, but at the same time, you know. No one knows the future, really, right? So, anyways, Phil, it's time for... The Daily Fail. Brought to you by Swan. Check them out, swanbitcoin.com. It's the best way to build your Bitcoin stack. It is a stacking website by fellow Bitcoin plebs. Automated Bitcoin savings plans. All right, Nico wants me to do this. Automated Bitcoin savings plans. That's right. They're coming out with an app. The link is down below. All right. We've got a bunch of unrelated fails, but they are indeed fails. Nonetheless, we always tell you that the shitcoiners can't meme. And here is a fantastic example of that. I apologize. I looked through the entire thread. I can't figure out who tagged us in this, so I'm sorry. But here we go. It is a retweet from at BTC Gandalf. Awesome fellow Bitcoiner. Can the meath memes get any worse? Let's take a look at this from Vitalik. Let's see here. So we've got the, uh, you know, the typical bell curve like we all see. And here we go on the left side, store all the data on the chain. No. <laughs> Blockchains are only for a few specific use cases. Use existing internet standards for everything that doesn't need double spend prevention. 
And then all the way on the right, we've got sometimes using the chain is a data store actually is quite convenient. So look, this is the disingenuous crap that we see that comes out of, out of the shitcoin community. Look, at the end of the day, right? Corporations, corporations have no use for a slow, a slow AF database. There's no use for that, okay? I used to troubleshoot databases. I dealt with linked databases with multiple companies. And let me tell you something, nobody needed slow data. Everybody found that right now, the data was already too slow and it's significantly faster than being on a blockchain by thousands of times. So trust me, like th this is not, this is not what's happening. There is absolutely zero use case for this. It doesn't need to exist. And that's why this meme makes no freaking sense. Optimus, Nico, thoughts before we move on? We've got a couple more uh, fails. So I remember back in the day, uh, not back in the day, the lot over the year, we, Phil and I have been going back and forth and there was so many things about the shit coiners that kind of like, I'm like, Phil, like they kind of remind me of communists. And I keep saying that over and over again. And there's this very famous account on Twitter, very good account. And the name of the account is the, the left camp meme. And it has all these memes of, you know, of, of kind of like leftist thought and whatnot. And it doesn't make sense. And the shit coin, narrative doesn't make sense as well there's a reason that it doesn't make sense and there's this 4chan post it's extremely famous and it explains exactly what the deal is and perhaps this will give you guys a little bit of value uh it's by anonymous of course uh it's not that the left put in their shit coiners nico's putting in shit coiner in there as well it's not that the sh the le shit coiners can't meme per se it's that their viewpoints rely on a carefully constructed denial of reality to a far greater extent than any of the cults or religions they seek to supplant. This doesn't lend itself to simple, simple, easily conveyed messages, because if you rely, you, if you rel if you rely on your viewers to see things that they are without providing several layers of carefully selected context, they'll interpret it the wrong way. The shitcoiners can't meme because memes are the antithesis of how they communicate. Boom! And I think that perfectly explains why shitcoiners can't meme. And in terms of the left, look, it really depends on your politics. But I think that 4chan post, if you replace the word left and you put it in with shitcoiner, it's still a great explanation. I don't know. Am I seeing things, Phil? No, no, dude, that you you hit it right on. That that was fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome that you were able to pull that up. Okay, um, so Optimus, you have any thoughts before we dive into the? Uh, we have two other fails. I was gonna say essentially the same thing Nico said, but just not as eloquent. I was just gonna say like this meme doesn't hit because it doesn't have truth on its side. Like there's nothing there. It just it's it's superficial it's it's like think boy whiz boy stuff that like oh i'm gonna outsmart you with my really smart meme it's like dude there's no truth in it that's why it's not a good meme boom soundboard it soundboard it bro yeah all right phil all right. what is the next fail <laughs> all right all right we, we got we got a story for the last one but i Again, don't get mad at me. We had to we had to cover Luna because for some reason, for some reason, this thing just keeps failing. 
That's right. Luna two came out as as if as if people haven't as if people haven't been fleeced enough. We're giving you another opportunity to lose your money. Luna two value crashes by over sixty percent at launch. As of press time, the coin's value had touched as high as eighteen bucks before crashing by over sixty percent to the current five dollars. Okay, uh, look. This is, and, and right here, I think this tweet says it all. Luna 2 will show the world just how truly dumb crypto gamblers really are. I, I can't disagree. I mean, this is just absolute nonsense. The fact that people would, after what already happened, the fact that people would trust this again to put their money in this again is absolute nonsense. Anyways, guys, you know, don't get fooled by this. This is just trash. Okay. Let's dive into the main part of the fail. That's right, we have to just do an in-passing, because we've destroyed Luna, we've talked about it so much, but we just have to cover it, right? We have to tell everyone just how crappy it still is. Okay, so, moving on. Greece, this is actually really funny. Of all the countries, of all the countries to talk about Bitcoin, I just feel like Greece really doesn't have a leg to stand on. Well, like, dude, I mean, so, you answered your own fucking question. There's a hidden lead right then and there, Phil. That's the thing. That's the crazy part is that countries that need Bitcoin the most, for some reason, their crazy bureaucrats hate Bitcoin the most. That's not a coincidence. And, and it's very interesting, the bureaucrat that is cited in this article. Okay, let's dive into it. Former finance minister of Greece says Bitcoin replacing fiat money would be a nightmare. Now, for the people who know Greek history, we're going to take a quick review. But let's just dive in here. Speaking with Kitco News, the former finance minister of Greece, Yanis Varoufakis, discussed his thoughts on crypto, particularly the flagship digital asset Bitcoin, in addition to gold and central bank digital currency. That's right. CBDC, of course. And he's talking about Christine Lagarde here. She's right when it comes to a means of exchange. Very few people use cryptocurrencies, you know, in order to transact on a daily basis. Most people who actually buy them or use them transfer them. It's an investment. It, it's value to most users of Bitcoin and so on serves the purpose of speculation. I don't believe that I would call it oligarchic by definition. Cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin would ever replace fiat currencies. It shouldn't. It can't. And would be a nightmare if it did. Can't really cite any reasons, but check this out. Check this out. There's value in the blockchain. So Bitcoin bad. But there's value in the blockchain, Nico. Varoufakis is confident that central banks without blockchain-like technology will be left behind. The finance minister pointed out that the Chinese central bank has already begun to implement its own CBDC. So check this out. So Yanis is championing China. He believes other countries will want to follow suit when it comes to making international trade more convenient for Chinese exporters. So, so that's it. We're going to f facilitate the entire world because of one group of exporters. We need democratically to control our governments. That is why I'm an advocate of blockchain technology being used in the context of central bank digital currencies to afford a degree of transparency so that we all know how much money is this in the system so that the central bank cannot create liquidity without us knowing how much money they have created. Finally, the former minister stated that as a result, there could be no apolitical money such as Bitcoin. I want you to keep in mind who it is that made these comments, right? 
It's Yanis Varoufakis, who's a Greek economist and a politician. He's a former academic, and he served as the Greek Minister of Finance. This is what's important. From January to July 2015. Okay, well, let's go take a look at the Greek debt crisis. So just remember that timeline, right? January to, to July 2015. So, that, so for the people, we're just going to give it very quickly. The Greek debt crisis is the dangerous amount of sovereign debt Greece owed the European Union between 2008 and 2018. In 2010, Greece said it might default on its debt, threatening the viability of the eurozone itself. Since the debt crisis began in 2010, the various European authorities and private investors have loaned Greece nearly 320 billion euros. All right. In 2010, the EU and the International Monetary Fund, those helpers, provided 240 billion euros in emergency funds in return for austerity measures. The loans only gave Greece enough money to pay interest on its existing debt and keep banks capitalized. The EU had no choice but to stand behind its member by funding a bailout. Okay, in 2011, the European Financial Stability Facility added 190 billion euros. In 2012, the bondholders finally agreed to a haircut, exchanging 77 billion euros in bonds for debt worth 75% less. That's right, they restructured the debt. Now, by 2015, here we go. This is Yanis's time. All right. The instability created a run on the banks. Greece sustained extensive economic damage during the two weeks surrounding the vote. Banks closed and restricted ATM withdrawals to 60 euros per day. Banks imposed a 420 euro weekly limit on withdrawals that prevented depositors from draining their accounts and worsening the problem. That's right. So you're part of the problem if you're trying to feed your family. This is insane. And keep in mind, this guy was championing China. Okay. On the 15th of July, the Greek parliament passed the austerity measures despite the referendum. Otherwise, it would not receive an EU loan of 86 billion euros. The ECB agreed with the IMF to reduce Greece's Greeks debt in lengthening the terms, thus reducing net present value. Now we fast forward to 2018. The bailout program ended. Most of the outstanding debt is owed to the EU emergency funding entities, those primarily funded by German banks. The European Financial Stability Mechanism and European Stability Mechanism, 168 billion euros. Eurozone governments, 53 billion euros. Private investors, 34 billion. Greek government bondholders, 50 billion. European Central Bank, 13. And IMF, 12 billion euros. Okay. So, during his time as the finance minister, they froze people's accounts. Okay. And he's the person that was championing China. That's all I have to say. And this guy adamantly opposes Bitcoin, but, but he's in support of the government having a CBDC and having control and being able to see how much the government prints. So they're not talking about having a finite money. They're just saying, hey, why don't you just see how much we print? This is, this is just ridiculous. These people sound like such clowns. I can't believe that these are academics. Like, I know that normally we're, we're the idiots, but this is, this is nonsense. Dude, these are these are your so-called betters, man. These are you know these are the elites. These are the people that go to Davos and want you to own nothing and be happy, man. Absolute psychopath, this guy. Um, still didn't learn. And there is horror stories from Greece, right? It wasn't only haircuts for the bondholders. It was haircuts for people's bank accounts, where literally it's like, sorry, we're taking twenty percent of it. You know, because we don't want to go out of business, right? Because you're responsible as an individual 
right, to bail out a bank? Because that's how the current system is structured, right? And that's what makes Bitcoin so unique is the fact that if governments wanted to seize their citizens' wealth on a mass scale, a bank facilitates that. It does it very easily, right? But if everyone is self-custodying their own wealth, that requires a lot more coercion. It requires force. It requires you going, right, to people's houses and then against their will taking their money, right? So it's like like it changes everything and phil that was such a great researched you know thing so really appreciate it. that was that was awesome and that guy john he looks like an evil villain though. that guy looks like an in his pictures he's like ah and he's all like you know like god damn okay anyways optimus optimus fields what are your uh, thoughts, brother? well uh i love the fact that Phil destroyed another shit coiner. But I just wanted to point out one thing he said. Because um, I heard this video, I, I was on the news, you know, that's my job now, guys. So, anyway, he said something in there that wasn't lost on me, the irony of it. He said something on the lines of uh, Bitcoin is oligarchic money. And um, I find that very ironic considering what the definition of oligarchy is and considering who he was and what Phil just showed you guys so by definition an oligarchy a state governed by a few persons or government by a few and if he's calling bitcoin oligarchic money i sense a bit of projection sir because um i don't know what money you're talking about our money is not your money we have different money and like phil just showed you guys they got bailed out by their friends that's like a shining example of oligarchic money so project harder guys like come on so there there's uh i think we've i think we've picked up on something there's clearly a law of central banker projection Central bankers love projecting what their shitcoin and what their system does, and they project that onto Bitcoin, which makes it even more nefarious than it already is, because that means that they know exactly what they're doing, right? And if you guys remember that Christine Lagarde video that we played you on the weekend episode... On March 18th, when we put together the pandemic emergency program and then subsequently increased the volume of commitment that we made to the European Union economies, we would be in a devastated situation. So I don't regret any of that move that we took on that day, which was four months into my job, to significantly increase the size of the balance sheet because that's all we had. Yeah. Otherwise, the economy would have collapsed and it would have been even accelerated by a financial crisis. You had to do it. It was so, the COVID crisis. You say that's yes. what we needed to do. But how do you get it It will back? come. It will come. In due course. Yeah. How? In due how? course, it will come. Yeah. Look at her smug ass. How are you going to bring down the balance sheet? We will. You know, with the thing? Yeah, yeah. F those people. Opt out. Buy yourself some Bitcoin. Some freedom money. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. Every volume has different artwork. This artwork for volume 10. This is artwork for volume 11. It just dropped. And this is one of the OG copies. This is the artwork for volume 2. Volume 1 is already sold out because they're scarce. There's only a thousand copies made. Poor volume. So get your prints of Citadel 21 today.
before they run out. Alright everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin Meme Review, where we review Bitcoin memes. Remember guys, in this narrative trench warfare that we're fighting every day on the internet, memes are a weapon. So we have to review them, because of the Bitcoin Meme Review. Anyways, first meme by Stony. CBDCs are slave money. We'll never use your your poverty shitcoin, Lagarde. I love how he tags them. This is the power of the internet. Uh, they they don't want you to be able to do this. This is why they you know they're pushing that disinformation bureau and and, and Europe wants to KYC the internet. They don't want you lowly peasants being able to tap to tag these great elites. Okay, anyways, enslave these dumb plebs, laughing my ass off, way ahead of you, man. They're, they're collectively between the two of them. They're like a thousand year old, thousand years old. They're they're vampires. Uh, inflation. Instead of them drinking blood, inflation is how they just drain the energy sources of everybody. Um, anyways, and use it to go to war. It's terrible. Um, all right, next one. Bye, Doctor. The the Bitcoin Doctor, Mister Robot, fellow pleb, and a friend of the show, Terra Classic Dukon. Terra 2.0. <laughs> oh, Dude, if you were okay, I'm not gonna be mean. If you get wrecked that bad one time, are you really gonna believe him the second time? Anyways, um, Wall Street. So that's like burning your your finger on a hot stove, and then because it's a new type of stove, like it's a different colored stove. You're like, let me try it again, right? Same same thing. Anyways, Wall Street silver. So how's that reverse repo thing going? The Fed, our economic indicators are working just fine. The indicators. <laughs> All right, uh, Carvey merger. This is this is what we've been talking about. Uh, we're gonna keep doubling down on this. Luna crashes ninety nine point nine nine percent billions lost. Zquando, I'm launching Luna two shit coiners. <laughs> Okay, Swan Bitcoin, government, central bank, people buying Bitcoin with their salary. It's true. They don't know what to do. And we're going to talk yeah. about that in a second. Um, here's Hado uh, Magoo. If you have Bitcoin on Celsius Network, you don't have you don't actually have Bitcoin. There's a lot, of, a lot of noise coming out about Celsius. Listen, guys, if you don't own your own private keys and you're the only owner of those private keys or a seed, seed phrase, then it's not really your Bitcoin. So... Nico's reminder, Optimus, air horn, please. Take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, next one uh, by Lop. Uh, why shouldn't I care about Lightning Network when my credit card works just fine? Card decline. <laughs> this is so spot on. Please delete all tweets that violate your bank's hate speech policies to process payment. So imagine this, okay? Because they really, really want you to trust them with their CBDCs. Stony would be totally effed right now because he would get this and yeah. he would get a copy of the tagging. So you can't tag us elites. You got to delete that and then we'll let you use your money. You freaking peasant. All right, moving on. Last one. Absolutely hilarious. I can't play it with sound. Sorry, guys, but it's still funny anyways. Luna 2 investors. <laughs> Okay, great, great, great scores overall. I really appreciate it. Thank you, plebs, for tagging us, Phil, for that. I'm going to give it a shiatsu foot massage thing that I have under my desk. Woo!
Phil, what would you give those beams? Very nice, very nice. Well, you know what? I am giving it this awesome case that I use to carry all of my tech stuff in. Okay, all right. <laughs> case to carry all his tech stuff in? Optimus Fields, what would you give those all beams? Right. Um, I don't know how this is going to translate, but I got this bisque no kyc no pictures lanyard that i got at bitblock boom 2019 so yeah fire scores yeah fire scores uh, i don't know i don't know guys you gotta let us know if they're fire scores or not you guys let us know down in the comment section comment 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 rate the meme yourself we want to know but only if you comment if you don't comment how we can't know what you gave the meme yeah. like what well, we would have to you can't read your mind. Anyways, also make sure to join our Telegram group. You can link us some awesome Bitcoin memes to review so you could, we could review them on the meme review. And make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com and our personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor us there because it's Bitcoin TV. And we do talk shit about central bankers and the WEF. So yeah, check us out on Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch. Like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. Comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want in simply Bitcoin colors? He does that too. In gold and Peter Schiff colors. You could do that too. And the famous 3D printed Bitcoin honey badger. Comes in three different sizes, and you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. All right, guys. So if you haven't been under a bridge, you have probably seen this on Twitter already. But remember how it works here on Simply Bitcoin. We're always going to give you a slightly different angle. So a um, couple things happening here. Once again, Michael Saylor is going on the second most popular talk show host show joe rogan has 11 million average listeners that's right joe rogan in the unlikely event you're listening to this get the chad sailor on the joe rogan experience but um, on number two 3.5 average million nightly viewers we have the famous tucker carlson and he had michael sailor on to ask him hey wait a second what's going on with bitcoin but there's a word that Michael Saylor uses many times during this interview. And it's a very unique word, and it's a word that we've all heard before. Uh, we'll talk about that in a sec, but first, let's check out the clip. Do you think that one of the ideas by Bitcoin was that it wouldn't be directly correlated to the equities market? So if the, you know, the S&P dropped, Bitcoin wouldn't. Are we going to see that? Well, you know, in these markets right now, there's no way, there's no simple place to hide. Uh, all the yeah. indexes are in bear market territory. Uh, bonds don't represent a safe refuge because they're currency derivatives. No. Stocks right. have to grow their cash flows faster than the inflation rate. But if you zoom out two years uh, since the beginning of the COVID crisis, you notice the U.S. money supplies expanded 36%. Gold is up 7%. The S&P index is up 29%. The Nasdaq's only up 19%. Bitcoin's up 229%. So if you can stomach the volatility and you take the long view, you've got a safe haven there. So, I mean, I guess the, the simplest measure of how you feel is what you're doing. What are you doing with Bitcoin right now? Are you buying or selling? <laughs> Whenever I have some spare cash, we buy more Bitcoin. 
you know, we're, we're taking a very, very long view toward this. The network's only getting better. Adoption is improving. Very constructive regulation is coming out of D.C. And uh, the Lightning Network is moving us closer to Satoshi's promise of letting everybody in the world trade with each other at the speed of light in a fair and equitable fashion. So you're buying? Yeah, I'll be buying at the top forever. Right? The maximalists <laughs> believe Bitcoin's an, an instrument of economic empowerment. I'm not trying to time in the market. Right. I well, just want to be just in that tell, I always want to know what people are doing, not what they're saying. So that, that really tells the story. Michael Saylor, great to see you tonight. Thank you very much. So Chad Saylor, absolutely slaying it like always. I feel like he's had all these things rehearsed. Now, very interesting because this is really the first time, and perhaps he's been saying this for a little bit, he used the word equitable. And in the early, earlier part of the interview, he also used that word again. He said, Bitcoin it will be the most equitable currency, the most equitable system. People need a safe place to stand apart from the intervention of a government, an agency, or a corporation. So Bitcoin represents a fair, open, equitable network. And uh, the Lightning Network is moving us closer to Satoshi's promise of letting everybody in the world trade with each other at the speed of light in a fair and equitable fashion. And that's something that we've heard before over the last two years. In fact, uh, the current administration, one of their agenda is equitable. That's that's what they use all the time, right? So let's check it out, shall we? Advancing equity, review of the Biden administration's efforts in its first year to implement a racial equity agenda, right? Moving on, Biden's equity agenda, right? And here is heritage.org. Uh, President Biden preaches unity, but practices division, put the politics aside. Witness his executive order on advancing racial equity and support for underserved communities through the federal government. Right? A lot of equity. It's very interesting that uh, Sailor is using those words, equity, equitable, um, especially when describing Bitcoin. Now, it's interesting because the Biden administration wants to focus, and I think all governments want to focus on how they are the solution for this lack of equity, right? Uh, they are, they have, they have the solution to this. Well, here's the thing, right? They're also responsible for the record amount of money printing, and who loses and who wins during the money printing? Well, well it's those in the minority community, right? The the less the the. The poorer you are, the more inflation hurts you, right? This is an article from the Washington Post. Survival mode, inflation falls hardest on low-income Americans. Higher costs for the basics, rents, groceries, paper towels, leave families to make hard choices. Now, who gets wealthier during the money printing? And this uh, economics help.org has this little nice graph debitors on fixed repayment plans governments with high public sector debt owners of lands and physical assets so it's another way of saying the wealthy the wealthy that have the means to serve to to, to invest in stocks the wealthy that have the means to invest in housing and 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 land right there they're all that stuff goes up it benefits from asset inflation but the government obviously benefits, right? Their debt gets cheaper. Uh, who gets hurt the most, right? The whole economy, exporters, workers on fixed incomes. 
basically peasants, right? Everybody, the average Joe, the deplorable, right? So I find it very interesting that Michael Saylor is, in my opinion, this is an indirect jab. It really is. Because if this administration is really concerned, put the racial equity aside. If it's concerned about racial equity, what should it what should it do? What should it stop doing? It should stop printing money. If you're really concerned, if you really want more equality, right? What is the single greatest cause of inequality? It's the Cantillionaire effect. The more they print money, the more the rich get richer because they have their money not in cash, like the poor and the middle classes, right, that are living paycheck to paycheck. They have their money in hard assets. So they benefit from that money printing. The government benefits from that money printing. So I just find it very interesting that and it was a couple times in that interview. I just played you guys the last part. But in the beginning, Sailor also said the most equitable system. So could it be, right, that that's a direct jab? Is that is that because at the end of the day, the the conflict that's happening in DC right now is that you have a sect of politicians that are pushing these central bank digital currencies in order to remain in power. But at the other end, right? There's the decentralized money revolution, which is really Bitcoin. And there's clearly conflict there. We know that for a fact. We know that the Treasury snuck in a provision into the infrastructure bill. We know that Senator Cynthia Lummis has been fighting really hard in a bipartisan bill. We know that Ted Cruz introduced a bill that would make it illegal for the federal government to launch a central bank digital currency there's clearly there's conflict there so could it be that sailor used tucker carlson's huge platform to really use their words against them because at the end of the day the government cannot solve this equality equity issue unless they consciously stop printing money which they can't they're freaking addicted to it. Every single year, the federal government spends more money than it takes in in taxes. And listen to this. They take more and more taxes in every single year. So it's not that the government has a money problem. The government has a spending problem. And as long as they have that spending problem, they're making all of us, all of us peasants, all the little guys that don't have this massive fortune to invest in all this real estate, all this, all these stocks, they're consciously making us poorer. So I don't know, maybe I read a little bit too into it, but I think those are, it's an interesting use of vocabulary, especially after the last couple of years. Am I seeing things, Phil? No, man, that was, yeah, th that was uh, really eye-opening, very smart, okay? I just want to point out, Michael Saylor, right, um, they, they, he was, uh, you know, obviously a major proponent of the, the Bitcoin Mining Council, and I'm pretty sure that he's the one that started it with a few others. Um, all this to say, um, he did that, and at that moment, there was then all of a sudden an anti-FUD arm in terms of the the misinformation about proof of work mining and how it works and its wastefulness and its wastefulness being in question. Okay.
So we have that. Now, all of a sudden, we have Michael Saylor going on Tucker and using that language, right? What you just mentioned, equity, okay? So there's a very big difference between what the government means as equity and what Michael Saylor means in terms of monetary equity. Okay, like th these are two completely different things because the government, as you, as you indicated, the government is talking about equity for you, okay? So what they determine is that equity, okay? That, that's what's really happening there. So again, it's the rules for thee and not for me. And we're going to tell you how you're going to live and how we see this being quote unquote equitable. But at the end of the day, Bitcoin, as we've said in the past and will continue to repeat, is the only it is the truest, the truest equitable money. Anyone can opt into this system. Anyone can opt out anybody. It doesn't matter. That is true monetary equality. Every single person as well gets the benefits and disbenefits of the network, right? That's how it works. This is just simply how it is. You end up having those things from the network equally. It doesn't really make a difference. And that's a beautiful thing about Bitcoin. And this is something that we don't see because in the current monetary system, when bad things end up happening, who do they the who do they only affect? Let's be honest, right? The middle class and the lower class. Look at what just happened with the virus that shall not be named. Anybody who had any kind of equity in companies that were producing food or anything like that, anybody who had the means to production ended up cleaning up in this case. Or like a company like Amazon, and I'm not blaming them for that in any way, shape, or form, but what I'm saying is, is that the system is skewed as such, whereas their stake will gain more reward and they will gain greater benefits than yours. And that's the freaking problem with the system. So again, going back to this original statement, there is no equity in the system that the government is currently talking about right now. There is only the us and them. Correct. Yep. Spot on. Optimus, my living truth. Drop some of your wisdom, my dude. Well, it's hard to follow your guys' rants, but first off, before we go any farther, I want to point out the fact that uh, our boy Wynikus was saying the same thing as Michael Saylor, just less think boy-like. So, plebs right again. Uh, secondly, to what they're saying... I don't think you guys are reading into it at all. Like this is Michael Saylor co-opting the frame because we've been talking about it for a while, guys. Like we know where these attacks are coming from. We know what angles the FUD is gonna come from. So this is a game of narrative control. And like Nico and Phil are telling you guys, like the pullers are being priced out of the assets. We, you need to buy Bitcoin because the game is rigged against you. And furthermore, guys, like Bitcoin is the most ethical, moral, inclusive, equitable, and energy efficient money, period, full stop. Like there's nothing more to argue about there. Amen, brother. All right, so one last little reaction video I wanna get your guys' take on. Like I said, I think in my belief and based on my sources, based on us covering this for a little bit more than a year now, uh, Bitcoin is coming, it's, it's, it's starting to face its last boss, right? Its last boss is central bank digital currencies. We have covered this tremendously. We, we have told you that you're going to have a choice one day. 
a choice between slight convenient slight inconvenient freedom which is bitcoin and convenient slavery which are central bank digital currencies and i know that not a lot of noise comes out about them but remember the central bank digital currencies were created right the reason that they were brought to light was not because of the innovation of banks it was because these people fear bitcoin and put the fear of god in them and they realized that they were going to lose their methods of control here is representative maxine waters also touting out central bank digital currencies i'm calling it right now guys you're going to hear this more and more as the years progress it's very important that you are on top of what the opposition is doing they're telling you what they're doing that's what the legacy media is for that's what the blue check marks are for and what we try to do on simply bitcoin is we try to arm the plebs with the knowledge so that if you get into an argument at the dinner table you know what to do you're informed this is what the other side is doing anyways let's check it out cbdc's have the potential to harness the efficiency of cryptocurrencies while providing the security and stability of the u.s dollar backed by full faith and credit of the federal government as we explore the possibility of a U.S. CBDC and the future of the global financial system, we must keep in mind that we may very well be in the midst of a new digital asset space race with countries around the world competing to deploy digital versions of their own currencies. And American can't be left behind. The United States dollar has long been the global leader and reserve currency worldwide, and Americans reap enormous benefits from having their currency widely accepted across the globe. For example, a reserve currency means that the United States government's cost of financing is lower, which translates long-term into lower mortgage and credit card rates than consumers see in other countries. But it is not hard to imagine how another major economist, CBDC, could chip away at the dollar's leadership status because of efficiencies that CBDCs could offer in making instantaneous and secure payments at lower cost. All right. So I, that was very painful to hear. But remember what you said, remember what she said at the very beginning. And that is the signal right there. A CBDC can do what Bitcoin and shitcoins could do, but better because they're fully backed by governments. The government is the problem. Why am I saying this? Because a government will never release a currency that they cannot inflate and they cannot censor and control. Because they can't do those two things, they will never match Bitcoin. But that reality, that harsh reality that I just told you, especially if you benefit from the legacy system, is a very, very hard pill to swallow. So these people are not going to go gently into that good night. So more things like sailor going on and using their own wording against them right calling their bluff right you really want equity is this really this equity thing you wanted well we have it for you the problem is 
that you're not needed in this equation, right? So, yeah, um, let's see how this plays out. Uh, but, again, I, I think that they're going to keep pushing this more and more and more. The CBDC push is not going to be only pushed by the Democrats. It's also going to be pushed by Republicans that also benefit from the fiat money printer. Remember, the Republicans, they like the money printer because it pays for wars and they're large defense contracts. And usually the Democrats, they like it for because it pays for social programs, right? And, you know, other methods and, and things that they use to get votes, right? And support. So, yeah, uh, both parties are addicted to it. Cynthia Lummis has said this many times. It's not only me saying this. And a lot of these people would rather have their countries impover impoverished and not equitable if it means that they hold on to that that unlimited money spigot, right? Because that's what it is. Anyways, uh, Phil, what are your thoughts on uh, Maxine Waters? So Maxine, I feel like Maxine's hanging out with Yanis. I feel like that's what's happening over there. So I thought it was hilarious when she made so, I mean, so even back up, it's totally cringe that she's reading this with absolutely no heart, right? <laughs> like, let, let's just be honest. It, it's, you're standing there, there's like a hot poker behind you, just say the words, just say them. Like, that's literally what I felt as she's like, okay, I'm going to say the words. <laughs> you know, like, that's what happened. She said the words. So look, I thought it was hilarious when she made the point about that they're competing. Like, no, 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 you're, you're not competing. Don't, don't misunderstand this. CBDC is not competing with Bitcoin in any way, shape, or form, okay? A CBDC is just going to be another system of exclusion, and just think about it, right? How are they going to maintain their quote-unquote dominance? They are going to maintain their quote-unquote dominance by creating another closed system where they are the biggest kid in the playground. Like, this is, this is just pathetic and funny. At this, like, I, I mean, is there anything more clown world? Dude. It's really what else are we supposed to say, man? What else well, are we supposed to say? I, hey, I hope it keeps going, dude. This is great source material. Keep it coming. Keep it coming, Central Planners. You guys are doing great. Um, Optimus, closing thoughts, my friend. I really love how the Central Bankers' only innovation is full faith and credit on the blockchain. So much innovation with the CBDCs. And it just, you guys were reminded me of that one sentence in the white paper that uh, it's basically like the first paragraph where it says like traditional commerce works well enough, but the problem is so much trust relayed in the system in the trust-based model. And here we are, all this innovation 13 years later, it's relying ba back on the trust-based model on the blockchain. So much innovation, much wow from CBDCs. Is clown world confirmed. Clown world confirmed. That's some wisdom. That's the wisdom from the legend, Optimus Fields. But anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. What did everybody about it? Software releases. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. Paper's dead. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire and the grid comes with a punch tool. We've got Spectre Desktop version 1.10.0 that was released. It's down below in the show notes. Don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. 
If you want to stream us sats, check us out on Fountain.fm. You can stream them through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys, that was our show. Before we go, I want to give a very special shout-out to our awesome clothing sponsor. Phil and I wear the hoodies every single day. Optimus should have got a care package by now. I'm going to hit up David. They make the best Bitcoin hoodies. Uh, uh, Other hoodies, Bitcoin hoodies, simply Bitcoin hoodies. They're coming out with all type of merch. Phil's wearing the Bitcoin one. Anyways, you can take advantage of the promo code down below to get 10% off anything off the RepresentLTD.com store. I also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome guest and new member of Simply Bitcoin, the legendary at my underscore living underscore truth, also known as Optimus Fields on Twitter. And definitely go check out Bitcoin Kindergarten. It's this pleb hangout. It's every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Anyways, guys, that was the show. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. If you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails, definitely consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. We'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode. It's clown world, and the central bankers got absolutely nothing. Bitcoin wins.